This is the Star Coach Show with Meg Rentschler, episode 281. Conscious way to market with this bringing forward your soul expertise in a vertical. That's more about what do you want for your client? Not like what is their pain? Obviously, you need to know their pain because you need to be able to empathize and connect. So I'm not saying that that's like not there. In any marketing, you need to know that. But you don't live there in that territory. You live in a territory of a vision of what you are guiding them into. And if you make that compelling enough, correct people would go towards that. Welcome to Star Coaches, the show for professional coaches that brings you coaching strategies, tools, and resources. Whatever your focus or niche, take a front seat weekly as industry leaders, decision makers, and innovators share their wisdom and expertise on the ins and outs of successful coaching. Now join your host, Meg Rinchler, as she connects you with your star coaching potential. Welcome to the show. It's wonderful to have you here. And today's message, I believe, is going to resonate with you with whatever it is in the world that you're doing to bring your brilliance forward. We're going to be talking about being authentic, being connected with what your true gifts really are, and coming forward from that space so that your energy is enhanced and your authenticity lights up and you're not feeling as though you're swimming against the current. My guest today is Eugenia Oganova. She is a business strategist, a personal transformation expert, and a messaging energetics coach. She has over 20 years experience working with people to tap into their soul expertise. We're going to be talking about what that soul expertise is and what a change it makes in your life when you're actually listening within versus to all the messaging that we get outside of us and and spoken at us. Eugenia is a self-made millionaire in the personal transformation and business space. She has three best-selling books and has been featured on Fox, NBC, CBS, Market Watch, and over a hundred other networks. And she's the first to say that she is not a typical business coach. She's a clairvoyant. She uses her extraordinary abilities to support her clients and connect to what are the practical business and marketing strategies that make sense from what each person is authentically bringing forward and what her special gifts tell her about those people as well. So we have this deep dive discussion about the concept of soul expertise. And just as as we're about to kind of walk into that interview together, I just want to let you know that As I was listening to Eugenia, both in our interview, and then I always listen back to my interviews, and and I thought, this is so in alignment with the last couple shows that we've had regarding messaging and trusting yourself to kind of step into that premium space and offer an authentic message and an authentic delivery of service to your clients so that they 
can bring their best forward for themselves. This is something that I've seen repeatedly in the work over the past 30, almost 40 years that I've been working with people and with the coaches that I mentor and teach and help them step into who they want to be authentically, this message is absolutely needed. So I am very excited to introduce you to Eugenia Aganova. She is bringing 110% for us. So let's go to our interview and learn more about soul expertise. Eugenia, welcome to the Star Coach Show. I am delighted to spend time with you today. Oh, Meg, thank you so much for having me here. (laughs) Absolutely. We are going to be talking about soul expertise, about kind of owning who we are and what we do, and that's so much deeper, and we'll definitely get to that. I'd love to start, though, with people understanding a little bit more of your journey and what's led you to do the kind of work that you're doing now. Well, right now, I see myself as a person who activates power and consciousness and their uniqueness within people, but it's an application to business. That began long time ago when I was 14 years old, when I started seeing paying clients because I'm clairvoyant. So I could see people's energy fields. I could still do and much more now, obviously, than back then. But it started from my ability to see the possibilities, the opportunities, the things like that, that I would then share with people. They thought this was awesome. We ended up working together. So I started to see clients and a lot of my clients were business people. They had some sort of a business. So their questions were about business. And somehow I ended up going more and more into envisioning or helping them empower themselves or find their unique voice within what they were doing. So I kind of ended up becoming a conscious business coach. <laughs> by Sort of sort by of default. Just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's what sort of what opened up for you. And I love that because I think that there are so many people listening that might think that they're going to do one thing or head in one direction. And then something else opens up for them. Something else opens that they didn't even have on their radar. I know that's something they like more than what they thought they're going to like. Exactly. And so we have to be open to that and ready to sort of embrace what those paths are that come ahead of us. I know that when I left my therapy practice with the intention to work in corporations to help them be healthier places through executive coaching. I had no idea that I was going to be invited to teach and to join the faculty at the university where I taught. And I adore teaching coaches. But did I know, was that even on my radar? It wasn't even on my radar. And that's really what led to this show. I don't think that if I hadn't started teaching and coaches hadn't started asking me questions, that I would have thought about, oh, let's do a podcast. So and then I wouldn't have met wonderful people like you. So look at the way that the circle just just goes on and on. Absolutely. Like I thought I was going to be an energy healer. I'm going to see people in my room or in their homes and that's it. And then somehow I ended up being a business coach that speaks on stages and you know is invited for interviews and all that stuff. And I was like, oh, if you would have asked me back then, would you be a right. business coach? I'd be like, what? Yeah. Excuse me? No, that's not <laughs> what I'm doing. Yeah. No, 
but I do end up utilizing, just like I'm sure you are, whatever it is that's that innate ability. So we'll get to that soul expertise right. thing anyway in this thing I do, which is now I, I do what I like. <laughs> that's kind of the whole point of being an entrepreneur, right? Absolutely. Well, hopefully, hopefully that's the case. And I think that that's the case for entrepreneurs who are sort of thriving and, and enjoying their businesses versus those that are just drained and overwhelmed right. by their businesses. So let's look at that other side. Let's look at how to bring that innate talent forward. So I'm just going to kind of throw the ball to you and say, where do we want to begin on this journey that we're going to have together today? Well, we are talking about this innate talent or soul expertise, as my speak, but we need to first understand what that means. Because a lot of times people think that, uh, well, I know what you know, expertise is and soul expertise is just like a pretty word before the word expertise. When actually soul expertise is a very different thing that what in a human plane, like common sense here, we think mm-hmm. of expertise. The common sense expertise, those are your trainings, your skills, whatever you graduated from, the letters after your name, all the stuff you have learned. And you might be awesome at it, but that's your expertise here, sort of a linear horizontal plane of existence. When we're talking vertical, as in between you and the universe, you between you and your soul, whichever label you give that God, all that, that's something that is pre-installed in you. So that is not something you have learned. That is something you brought in. And you can trace it back usually in people to the time when they were like two or five or 10. And the sparks of that something that was so just them, if they were not suppressed or abused, naturally would be coming out. And then later on, conditioning, imprinting, karmic overlays and, you know, fear and trauma and whatever else that happens in our lives tends to kind of cover it up. And then we start to think that our expertise is all the stuff we have learned. So all the sort of horizontal thing that is the true expertise. That's the soul vertical, the soul. Yeah. Yeah. How did you tap into your own innate? You said at 14 years old, you started doing this, uh, using your clairvoyance, working with, with clients. How did you tap into that? I don't think I tapped into it. I think I just always had it active. And the difference was I didn't shut it down. I knew I was very different than many people. And I remember being five years old in kindergarten and seeing people doing things that made no sense to me because I could see energetically the pattern and they could not. And I had to make a decision. Either I was crazy and bad and they were right, or they were crazy and bad and I was right. But I decided to come up with a third choice. Nobody's wrong. Everybody gets to have their own view. And they get to have that view. I get to have my view. And somehow we're just going to build a bridge in this lifetime. So that building the bridge part is how I ended up learning. And I've invested a lot of my own education in learning how to translate the stuff that I see into something that made sense. Like if you would talk to me back then when I was 14, and let's say I would be talking with you about your life or your business, I might say something like, well, there's this green energy that's interrupting the flow of this thing that you want to create. So we need to like make sure that in your belly, there's more orange and then it will work out. And people, and people like, are like, okay. what? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now it's correct answer, but it's the answer that was not translated. So right. I was going purely on my soul expertise with no means to deliver the speak in the way that people can get it. Right. Yeah, so that they can these. land on them in a way they can use it. Right. So they yeah. just have to trust me, apply it, and it worked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so 
then I figured out that, oh, I can actually help them apply it by translating it better, by explaining what it means to them in their perspective world. And then the same thing that I just said about the green and the orange thing would be saying in human speak, like, all right, you have a projection of your authority onto some other coach or somebody that you're sort of in competition with. And that's what then ends up blocking this path that you want to create. So what you really need to do is refocus on your personal joy and satisfaction. And if you do that, then you will have easier time arriving to your goal. It's oh, such a good exactly example. The same thing. But it sounded completely different to me. And, right. and as does too. So how do you end up then helping your clients get into, you know, we had talked about like the right work or the, the, the path that is energetically correct for clients. I can imagine that sometimes people are not really aware all the time of what that is. Is that accurate? That is true. People mm-hmm. usually are not aware. I tend to work with people who already know what their expertise is. So my marketing or who I call out from the world are the ones who already kind of know that they are experts. They know that they have this power or this thing, this gift within them, Mm -hmm. and they kind of can tell what it is, sort of, but they usually don't have the words, just like what I described to you before. They don't have the words to explain it. So because they can't clearly articulate the value of it, they can't sell it. And that's part of the problem in businesses. Then they end up doing something they that's not necessarily their natural soul thing because they just don't know how to explain that thing. So those are the people I usually work with. But if we're talking about general population in coaching world out there or in anything of the sort, then yeah, of course, there's most people that rely heavily on the letters after their name or education or certificates or whatever, and they put that forward. And on the inside, they almost like don't even, they don't value the thing that they actually do. So one of the things I see is that if somebody is really, you know, good-hearted, open person, conscious, committed, they're there for their clients, they probably overgiving, probably undercharging, they probably don't really have a good boundary because they just like in there really all the way and all that. But that level of caring, that level of connection is actually rare. They think it's normal, but it's not. What is normal is more like, okay, I talk to you and then, I don't know, next month I talk to you again. I don't remember what we talked about the last time. That's unfortunately what's a lot out there. So when you meet somebody who is fully committed and fully there for her clients or his clients and really present, my first question is like, okay, let's attach value to that in addition to the thing you think you're doing for them. And suddenly they realize, oh my God, I'm getting paid for like 10% of what I'm doing. And 90% of what I'm actually doing that makes me unique and why they come to me versus 20 other people who do similar thing, I'm not even getting paid for. I'm not even labeling this as anything. So that's the first shift is to recognize what is it that you're delivering? Like, why do people come to you versus somebody else? What are those love notes that your clients write to you? Like, oh my God, you this, oh, you said that, or oh, I feel this with you. Those are all things that point to the true soul expertise. They have nothing to do with the skill you've learned. Oh, that's so good. And that's what you help your clients tap into. or And I, utilize. Or, I mean, and what I do is the business strategy, the marketing strategy, the, all the things that actually business needs to have in order to scale past six figures and into seven figures, but do so in a way that's sustainable. And you can't do anything sustainable if it's based on something that's not feeding your soul. You're going to burn out eventually. And that's why, unfortunately, so many people burn out before they even get to six figures 
in their coaching business or healing or mentorship or something like that, because they work hard to get to, let's say, 6,000 or 8,000 a month. And they work really hard to do it. And I, I get it. Like at the beginning, we all work really, really hard. But then it seems like, well, I can keep working harder <laughs> to then generate more income. Like I'm already at the max. And the problem is because they probably using incorrect coaching model. They're probably still doing lower end type of offers. And they are not utilizing that natural innate thing as something that is the thing that they're promoting. They're promoting their program, their offer. They're not promoting who they are and the expertise that they have. So then they keep attracting clients that could be needy, that could be draining, that could be crunchy, and they might love them and the clients might appreciate them, but it's not the experience you can scale <laughs> because it's already freaking hard. <laughs> right. So, so for we're giving 110% to get to that 6,000 a month, just the thought of, uh, I can't give another 110%. And yeah. you're saying that, that the energy and the focus is needs to be adjusted. Well, it's a complete flip. Because a complete flip, not start, adjusted, flip. Yeah, it's yeah. literally the other way. So if right now for most people who are working really hard to get to that, they're putting forward the lower end offers and overgiving and undercharging and a lot of this skill thing with everything else not getting paid for. What I do is we flip it backwards. So now all this thing they weren't getting paid for is actually put forward. It upgraded to premium level because it is a whole next level of care for the client that they're actually offering. So now they're charging much more and they get to have less people and we shift the coaching structure or the mentoring or whatever it is that they're doing in their business mm -hmm. into a premium level. So they start to attract high ticket clients. And because of that, they can generate that same six or you know, 8,000 or 10,000 with one client instead of maybe before it was 20. So 20 hours becomes now maybe two hours or whatever they're choosing to contribute right. to the specific client. So there is just like linear time adjustment, but most shift I see in people is not so much in like, yeah, I have more space and, you know, my business is now like matching me more, but the relief of, oh, I get to do what I want. And I always say like, yeah, entrepreneurship is hard. It can be freaking confronting as hell because you see all your issues constantly shown to you. So if you're choosing to go that path instead of a paycheck, God bless you. But that also means you better like it. <laughs> like you need to enjoy the thing. Otherwise, why are you doing it? Paycheck is easier. So that's why a lot of times, like when I ask people like, okay, if we speak about your ideal client, let's say who this person is, and then they start telling me, well, the people I get are this or this. And it's like, I'm not asking the people you get. I'm asking the people you want. And it's such a hard shift for people to realize that I can actually have what I want. <laughs> and no, like, I think yeah, it is. I think there's this fear of scarcity or, you know, anytime we make a decision out of fear, it doesn't tend to serve us, but that fear does it like, but these are the people I have, but in, and looking at, yeah, but if, if you just allowed yourself to really think about who you want and who you want to attract, I can see that your clients have, I know my clients have barriers to that sometimes. And, and so you're, can you talk a little bit about the kinds of when people do get, when they really allow themselves to go where you're asking them to go to, to tap into what they really love. What kinds of differences does that make in their lives? Well, first, I would want to say that to what you said a little earlier, that we can only create abundance out of abundance. 
So when we're in the scarcity internally and frantically searching or grasping or holding too tight, we're never going to scale in any happy way to anything. We'll just be working harder to get there. So that's one piece in here. Another piece that goes to that answer as well is that everything we create, we create through our broadcast. So if we think of ourselves as energy conscious beings, and we resonate from us different things, which could be our thoughts, our emotions, and our actions. So your marketing, your messaging, your positioning in the marketplace depends not just on whatever you mentally decided, but it has to be linked to what are you owning or claiming or deciding within yourself? Like, who are you being within whatever it is that you're trying to put in the world? If the person looks at what they have now with scarcity mentality, what they're doing is essentially saying, but from right here, this is what I have. And my answer to that is, yeah, that's true, because this is what you broadcast. So we're not talking about like, oh, let's get rid of these clients and have some other clients. We're talking about let's upgrade you to broadcast from the most aligned place. When that occurs, then people that you have, some upgrade with you because they can stretch. Others naturally just go away. You didn't have to kick them out or anything. They just kind of complete their contracts and move on because your energy doesn't match them anymore. But it does bring in very different people, the ones that you want more of. So it's a gradual process. It's not like, okay, let's, I don't know, collapse and destroy the business we have and start some other one. Like, no, it's still the same you. You're still Mm -hmm. working with who you're working. But as you're upgrading yourself, what you're actually upgrading is your energetic. You're upgrading your wealth container, as in how much you can hold. You're upgrading your capacity for you know, what you can offer, and you're bringing more renovation, like you're being the leader in the industry that you're in. The more you're doing that, the more you're going to be attracting different kinds of people. So to answer like, what's the main shift? I would say that because from somebody who's having a business just to like, okay, well, I know how to do it. So I'm going to do it. And I know I can get paid doing it, but I really love my clients and I really want to change the world. and I really want to make an impact. We again, flip it. Let's just change the world and make an impact. (laughs) And then yes, you get paid for it and you get clients. Like we put forward the thing that matters. Mm -hmm. And when you do that internally, there is an incredible relief. There's a feeling of, I get to do it. I get to do it my way. I get to actually like it. I get to do marketing in a way that works for me instead of some, you know, thing that somebody told me to follow some template. I get to have my business structure in a way that fits me instead of some rule of how it's supposed to be. There are no rules. We make up our own rules. And most people kind of forgot that. So they keep looking for like, what's the right way? And there is no right way. There is your way. And our job is to find what's the best way for you. So then you get to be happy doing it. Like some people love to go live and be present in the moment and speak from that, you know, instant moment place. Other people would shoot themselves if they had to go live every day. Like that's just not part of their norm within themselves. So if let's say they had a coach who told them they have to go live on Facebook or Instagram every day and they're doing it, they're feeling miserable. Right. Versus if you're feeling miserable. You're not bringing your best forward anyway, exactly. if you're doing something. And when you're miserable. doing it for the yeah. wrong reason, you're not going to attract yeah. anything you want. Right. Yeah. So that's just a simple example or somebody who, let's say, likes to write posts in a way that's just inspiration. That's great. And it's awesome if that happens a lot for that person, they get to post a lot of really awesome content, but there's not everybody who's a writer. 
There are plenty right. of people who are not. Well, there right. are other ways. You can, if you're a talker, you can transcribe your video, you know, or like you can use a template and then just utilize your thoughts and stick them into something that overall is the right sequence. There are so many ways. But because I think today in a marketplace, most people forget that. They just kind of all looking for the right strategy. Right. And there are plenty of proven strategies that are all awesome. And in 25 years in business, like I know so many, I can't <laughs> say I know all, but I know right. many. And each person actually just needs like two or three, maybe not 200 things that we think we need for the business to be good. So that's also an adjustment that I do with my clients is that we figure out how to simplify because <laughs> when you go further up to actually, you know, scale to six figures and past six figures and so on, it's simpler. It's not more moving parts. It's less. It's more right. automation. It's having somebody helping you to do the right thing, but knowing the procedures and it's focusing on one or two somethings that you were promoting. And actually, I teach it a little differently even then. So mm -hmm. all the, you know, constant free gifts, constant new content, constant showing up and doing lunch after lunch after lunch, or doing these things to build the list and, and posting in groups and doing all this, add my name to the thing that tells, you know, them about like, oh, sign in into my group and everything. And constantly putting little things to start to get more activity and networking that just feels like, you know, cold DMing somebody, right, all right. those things, they feel really out of integrity for a lot of conscious people, but they're right. told to do that because that's how it works. And that's not how it works. Or at least that doesn't have to, unless somebody actually likes it. Right. And that's the thing. I mean, cause there are as many marketing strategies out there, I swear, as there are human beings on the earth. I mean, there's just, and if we try to do them all, we're just going to be drained. And as you said, they're not all in integrity with us. Like what works for us? So how do you bring your soul message forward? Well, the soul message is more about the vision and it's service related. So that's the first thing. Like, you know, even saying like, I stand for the idea that you get to do it your way. That's putting my soul energy forward. I'm a natural maverick. I'm very independent. And I tend to attract artistic, creative people who want to do it their own way. So that is putting that for, I'm not putting forward like, hey, I'm a business coach that's going to help your business. Right. That's just what I do. That's behind. What comes forward is I'm going to help you activate your power, your expertise to step into that within your business and then build the whole strategy thing, marketing and messaging and positioning and whatever else you need in your business in a way that fits you. I work with soul design as in like how you're designing this lifetime. Mm -hmm. So that's what I put forward. So all my messaging is from that standpoint. It's talking about who are you, the listener, and it's talking about what you are capable of that I see and know that you are and how that can be fulfilling for you if you fully step into it. That is a vision-based marketing instead of pain-based marketing. Most marketing out there, it's just hammering on the pain points. And what I do is actually, I mean, you have to know the pain points of your audience, of course, but there's a very big difference in focusing and kind of parking yourself there, which then becomes almost like a guilt tripping somebody into purchasing, which, oh, so out of integrity, in my opinion. But unfortunately, that's what you see a lot of. But conscious way to market with this bringing forward your solo expertise in a vertical, that's more about... What do you want for your client? Not like, what is their pain? Obviously, you need to know their pain because right. you need to be able to empathize and connect. So I'm not right. saying that that's like not there. In any marketing, you need to know that. But you don't live there in that territory. You live in a territory of a vision of what you are 
guiding them into. And if you make that compelling enough, correct people would go towards that. And that's really the difference, in my opinion, between lower-end marketing and higher-end marketing, but also lower-end client and premium-level client. Premium doesn't just mean more money. I mean, yeah, naturally, it comes with a higher price tag, but that's not really what it's about. It's about higher level of commitment and higher level of maturity of you and of your client. So when you're in this vertical marketing standpoint and you're focusing on the vision, the person who's at the lower level, they they just have a problem and they want the problem fixed. And once the problem is fixed, they're done. There's so no transactional there. instead of transformational. Exactly. Yeah. But when you go here, that's a transformation. Just like you said, this is where they're interested in the journey into deepening in, into maybe building that skill for themselves and learning. That's a very different kind of a person that literally very different. So these people, the higher premium level type of a client respond to what you're showing them is possible to the vision. They don't respond to, let me tell you what's wrong with you. They already know. <laughs> they already worked on it. Right. <laughs> what they want to know is, then what? Mm-hmm. And that's the part that I think is missing a lot in the marketplace is that everybody talks about this pain part mostly. And then the vision becomes very generic. Like, so you feel better. So you're living fulfilled lives. So you have more joy. Those are all generic terms right. versus saying something like, you know, let's say activate your soul design within your business so that you can have your marketing based on your soul expertise and because of it, truly embody what is your mission. So you're living fulfilled life and your business is generating income. Now I'm saying pretty much they're going to be happy, but I'm not saying it in the way that's just like simple or saying like working with me saves you years of pressure and forcing yourself into cookie cutter, masculine type of strategies that feel rigid and only trap you and instead align you to your unique soul design so that you get to live your life and do your business the way that fits you and only do the things that are right for you. Same thing. Very different. Very different. Yeah. That's what I mean by that level marketing and utilizing that forward instead of, well, I'm a business coach and I definitely, you know, will help you with business strategy, (laughs) which I do. But yeah, but (laughs) Just so different, so different. Yeah. How does being a clairvoyant help you in what you do? I immediately know answers to things that I didn't know a moment before somebody asked me. I am pretty much in any category, even health sometimes. Um, I am I'm able to see what is within the range of possibility for the person. So I can push them a little if they're too scared to go there because I know that that's actually there and not push somebody who doesn't have that. And it would push them over the edge if, let's say, I was just trying to tell them, be brave and go there. So I know that line because of it. Um, I know when somebody came in with a specific gift and what the gift is. I mean, from my perspective, of course, with the person, we have to clarify how they see it. But I can tell when somebody this lifetime is just going to be learning things and make, maybe doing business based on just skill or a product they create. And there's nothing wrong with it, just not the people I work with. Versus somebody who has this innate something that's like a spark in them. And maybe they explored it already. Maybe they already work with it, but they just don't know how to up-level that to something that they get paid for doing their soul work. Or maybe they kind of know it, but it's not even fully integrated into their business. So again, they might have a functioning business, but they kind of feeling like they're burning out in it or they're feeling all this pressure and 
they forcing into some strategy they learned that no is working, but it's not feeling right. It's like an outfit that's not made for you. So then we retailer that outfit, we just we tailor it to that person. So that's kind of the things that I see, like I know how to tailor something to somebody, because even when I coach, like I, I have a group that I'm coaching. And in that group, I would be teaching something specific. And I would say like, okay, for you, do it this way. For you, do not listen to what I just said. You want to wait before you do that. For you, do it this way. Like, I just see how it applies to people instead of ever just saying, this is the way, because I just don't believe there is the way. Anything I've ever tried never worked for me the way that it was taught. I always had to modify it and adjust it and make it mine and own it and do it a couple of times and then discard some things that didn't fit and then keep the things that did fit. And over the years, I realized like, oh my God, that's actually what I do for people. Like what I do for me (laughs) is what I do for them because I see it for me. So I also see it for them. And I kind of like didn't clue in that people didn't see it for themselves. So when I would point it out, it would be like a revelation or it will be like a relief. Oh my God, I don't have to do this. Like, no, you have to decide you want to do it your way and it's still work involved, but anything is possible. That's like the phrase I say all the time, hundred percent possible, hundred percent of the time, literally whatever you want, but you have to be willing to do what it takes, you know, whatever it takes until it takes to make it happen. <laughs> So what else, what else did we like, I'm sure that we could talk on and on about this topic, but anything that was a gold nugget that we forgot to share or that you wanted to share in this interview before I ask you how people can keep in touch with you? One of the things I would say is you need to learn to really listen to the internal inklings of something that's telling you, oh, I want it. We are so freaking good at knowing what we don't want. And we're actually not that great at knowing what we do want because we never got trained to focus on what we want. We just know like, oh, I don't like this client. So I want more clients because I don't have clients or I don't like this specific way I'm doing the marketing. I want a different kind of a way of doing marketing or something. All of that is from the negative. But instead, if you focus on, if I could have anything I want and if it was allowed, And if it was guaranteed that there are some people out there that would want to buy it and that they, some people would love me for delivering it and it would be the very thing they needed. What would I say? What would I do? How would I do it? You know, like, what is the thing? Like, if you could have it your way, a lot of times we'll actually just, people don't think about that. So that's one thing that I would want to kind of impart on the audience here is, listen to those little things like, oh, yeah, I'm not liking it or I'm stressing over it. Okay, stop, pause, pull back. How would I? I mean, if the task still needs to get done, let's say, how would I like to do it? Would I like to do it in my pajamas? Would I like to do it, I don't know, standing on my head? Would I like to do it from my car while driving or walking? Like, how would this get done if it got done my way? And also some tasks maybe ask yourself, does it actually need to be done or done by you? It could be done by your assistant, or it could be done by automation, or maybe it's something that doesn't even need to be in your business, but you think it does. So whatever it is we can imagine or envision in that feeling way, like on the inside, Mm -hmm. not in your head, but you know, some people say in your heart, to me, it's not just the heart, it's more like your whole being. So it's not a mental thought. It's more like, oh, I feel like this would be good if I could have, like, this is a good phrase, if I could have it, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. if I could. So if you could, 
whatever that feeling is, listen to it. Because if you can envision, imagine, and sense it within yourself, that means it's possible for you. This is the universal law here that unless you can embody the idea, it's not in the realm of possibility. It's just a mental thought. So a lot of times people go after a goal that they mentally come up with and then wondering why is it so hard and why can't they get there versus let's shift it out of the mental into what you actually want. And a lot of times it might not have anything to do with making money or certain clients, but it has something to do with an experience. I want to feel relaxed when I look at my schedule because it's so fully booked instead of I want to have more clients. I want to feel so excited talking to my client that afterwards I want to jump on Instagram and talk about it. That's experiential instead of saying I want a client that's not going to be draining. Like you want to focus on something that you actually want versus whatever you think you want. And the more you do, the more from the quantum field, you're starting to pull that towards you because that adjusts your broadcast, that vertical thing from the soul expertise. So naturally, you start to put out the wave saying, I'm available for this. And now it can come to you. So that was the thing that I wanted to mention. <laughs> that is so good. I'm so glad that you mentioned that. If people want to know more about you, connect with you, what's the best way for them to do that? Well, for just understanding what I do, you can see me on a Facebook, Eugenia Oganova. You can see my website, which is transcensiongate.com. But if you want to understand more of this specific thing that I'm talking about, like how to actually up-level your business into premium level in a way that feels awesome <laughs> and that you're getting actually paid for your soul work, I have a specific webinar for that. That is soulstrategywebinar.com. So that's the link you can click. It gets you directly there. It's a free webinar where I speak about all of this. This is about how conscious coaches get to sustainable 10K months and more from doing their soul work. And they find high ticket clients who are able to pay them 5,000 and more for their offers with ease, without all these constant objections and everything. So this is where I speak about the new model of conscious coaching that does not require constant launching and mm -hmm. large email lists and you know trying to bother somebody you don't know on the Instagram and so on, and how to attract those amazing high-ticket clients that feel like soulmate people in your life by speaking from that soul expertise place we were just talking about. Even if you don't consider yourself right now, maybe a high level coach or premium level coach or high ticket coach, maybe you haven't charged high pricing yet, but there is a whole way of doing that that feels very much in integrity and at the same time allows you to show up more. So that's also in the webinar. And also why these rigid masculine cookie cutter strategies that everybody's running around with did not work for you before and what system you need instead in order to actually get paid for doing your soul work, to actually bring in the wealth, not by chasing after it, but by attracting it. Beautiful. So all the links that Eugenia mentioned are going to be in the show notes for this episode. So if you didn't catch them, it's okay. Just go to starcoachshow.com to this episode and we will we'll, we'll line you up with all those links. Thank you so much for taking your time to share your expertise with us and really give us some powerful things to think about. Oh, and thank to feel you so much. About. This has been a pleasure.
So there you have it. I'm just so pleased with the different perspectives and levels of specialty and expertise that I'm able to bring onto the show to challenge you from different angles and help you think things through from different perspectives. And I want to thank Eugenia for doing exactly that. If you'd like to know more about Eugenia and her programs, all those great links that she was sharing in the interview are actually available to you at starcoachshow.com slash 281, starcoachshow.com slash 281. Now, as this show is going live, I am very likely on the road driving to the All Texas Retreat and Conference, where I'm very excited to be presenting this year and joining all of the great coaches that come to that yearly event, one of my favorite events. And with that, because I'm going to be presenting, I decided to hold off on my next solo show till the week after that. So next week, I'm actually bringing a gentleman named Jim Wetrich to the show. Jim is a former client. He is a brilliant executive coach, an author of a brand new book. And we're going to be talking about some leadership aspects and like who's managing the managers and what are we doing to really help leaders be the best they can be, which is a definite passion of mine. And Jim's also going to talk about what it was like for him to work with a mentor coach as he was going through his training and what that did to influence where he is today. So we're going to talk about lots of great things. I I invite you back next week for that interview. I believe you're really going to enjoy him and all that he has to share. And as always, I would make a request that wherever you listen to the show, if you could take a moment to leave a rate and review, other people will find the show. I'm very proud to say that the show has over 100 five-star reviews. And those are the kinds of things that make people sit up and pay attention to the show and want to listen. So if, if you're enjoying the show and care to leave a review, whatever platform you listen on, that would be so appreciated. So until next week, this is Meg Rentschler wishing you the very best for your week, for the work that you do, for the relationships that you have, and we'll see you next week.